Hey folks, it's Jeremy, the host of Blamo. Thanks so much for listening. This is a preview of one of our exclusive shows on Patreon. These are member-supported shows, meaning they only happen because of our incredible members and community. So check out a preview of the episode, and if you like it, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Blamo, where we have tons of exclusive Blamo episodes, shows, our amazing Slack group, and we're adding new things for members all the time. If not, no worries, we still love you, and we literally have hundreds of episodes of Blamo all free for you to dive into. Thanks so much. Hey, yo, this week, it's a one-on-one pod with Rob and myself. We chat what's happening in the Blamo Slack, Michael Bastian's recent Brooks Brothers collection, going nuts on Aesop, hey, you gotta flex at home with your soap, missing Adam Kimmel, why J. Crew has always been good, and the post-model world? Last but not least, the Watches Channel Heat and asking more from the brands we love. Dig in. Let's go. What's up, Jeremy? <laughs> hey, Rob, how are you? I think it's funny because I'll, I'll acknowledge the fact that we were chatting before we started recording, right? Right, yeah. And it's funny because when you start recording, you want to try to be like, hey, man, it's so good to be here. Like, how, how are you doing? How's that new that new Taco Bell taco that everyone's freaking out about on the internet? Right, um, yeah. Have you had no, that Taco I mean, Bell? I actually I haven't even heard about it. I did, I did see the oh. thing about the Arby's like barbecued like smoked sweatshirts. That was like the weirdest thing. Oh yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But tell me about the taco. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people get obsessed over stupid things in food, right? I mean, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think one of the funny things about, like, you know, okay, so to jump back, remember Chipotle launched, like, a clothing company, and people were, like, kind of freaking out because the clothes were actually somewhat good? Uh, Like, nowadays, like, everybody does merch, and so do restaurants. And so, Mm. with that, they also will, like, turn their marketing around the merch. And so, the big thing now is there's also this new t-shirt of this, like, nacho cheese taco, which apparently they were, like, piloting and and special... (laughs) I can't wait we're talking about this in like special yeah. Taco Bells and stuff. But I'm I'm a I'm a slave to uh the border. Um I love I love it. Pro- probably Dude. not the best uh term I just used, but you know, I I love I, I love to run for the border. <laughs> Merch is powerful, you know, it really connects <laughs> you to like something important. Like that's how I got started in this crazy journey. Like just concert t shirts. Really? Yeah, totally. That was like my thing, like in when I was growing up, I would just go to like every, sh- like as soon as I got a driver's license, I was hitting every show. Like it was crazy. And I always bought a t-shirt and I like, you know, show up at school thinking people would be like down with like, I don't know, Depeche Mode or, you know, whatever else, like Bob Mould from Who's Scared You <laughs> if he was coming around, like that stuff. So did you sell all of your shirts to Jerry Lorenzo and that's how you paid for your house? Dude, no, like. Seriously, I was a little, I kept a bunch of them. I think, I don't know what happened. Like I literally had like 80 or something crazy. And like, this is like peak, like early nineties. Wait, you're saying Um, past tense. Where did they go? Where did they go? So a whole bunch disappeared throughout because I didn't, you know, maybe I over leveraged my uh, parents' house as storage. And, you know, I take responsibility because they moved like a couple of times. And I was in this tiny one bedroom in, in, uh, in the city. Um, but I did get a whole bunch, like maybe 10 years, like I recovered them from that house and it was like, 
vintage, like My Bloody Valentine, like slow dive. So, you know, exactly. Right. So I did actually sell a bunch. um, And at the time I was like, Ooh, this is crazy. Like I'm selling a My Bloody Valentine vintage t-shirt for like $200. Um, But that was like seven years ago or five years ago. And now it's even more crazy. So Uh, yeah. I'm like kind of flabbergasted by this entire thing. Because on that note, I mean, if I search for a My Bloody Valentine shirt on, say, Etsy or eBay right now, we, a vintage one, mm-hmm. we're, well, it's, it's, it's less than I ex- expected, but still a lot. $700. It's probably like, what, 500 700 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the wild thing is when I sold those, the high ticket, like, shoegaze items all went to, like, Indonesia. And I was like, what are, what's going on in Indonesia? that they're like big fans of this, but I never really figured out the answer to that question. <laughs> In Indonesia. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. You know, I think it's like, this is one downside of, of <laughs> listen to me. I sound like an idiot, but like, this is one downside of some of the globalization stuff. Uh, in the sense that, do you remember like when we were way younger and people would talk about how something would be big in another country and you really had no idea other than to just believe them? And now mm. you can basically, anytime you want, pick up your phone and like see what's happening in whatever country. But, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like a, yeah. a huge like raw denim scene in, in Indonesia um, that, you know, I wouldn't have really thought of because I think weather-wise, like I don't think of it as a comfortable time to like or a comfortable climate for that. But that's, you know, more power to them. They're, they're into it. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, so I'm sure there's people wondering, like, okay, when are we going to introduce the guest? But guess what? It's the two of us. And the reason why is we keep wanting to talk about what's going on in the Slack, because there's, like, so much going on in the Slack. Um, great conversations. Uh, and we just never figured out a way to integrate it into the kind of guest episodes. Yes. So we figure, let's try to just, you know, get down to it and spend the whole episode talking about it. So I'm going to sound stupid here, but I'm actually being serious. So the point of these things is really to dig into what's been happening of, in the Slack and all the conversations that's going on in there and to kind of dive through it a little bit deeper. And hopefully you'll hear this and either jump back into these conversations or you're going to, uh, I don't know, laugh and ignore them. Who knows? <laughs> or you you don't even like you're a Patreon subscriber or not and you didn't even know there was a Slack and you're like, hmm, this sounds like it might be a fun community be, to be a part of because um, I'm here to say it 100% is. It's it's a great community, if I might yes. say so myself. But, uh, I have a friend who um, subscribes to the to the Patreon and I was like, man, I was like, why don't you ever come in the Slack? And he goes, is that where like you and like everyone else like will talk about like how short their jeans need to be? And I was like, um, kind of. <laughs> I mean, there, like, there, yeah, there is nah, that. <laughs> well, here's what I like about it. It's like, you know, we're there for just anybody who's just as into this, you know, whether at their the start of the journey or like, you know, they're seasoned veterans of just obsessing about these kinds of details or, you know, they're right. just trying something new. Like, you know, they've been in the menswear, but they're interested in watches. Um, so we do like we do see a few com- uh, questions that come up every once in a while and people you know, answer it like it's the first time they're hearing it. Um, and then you get like kind of <laughs> the X, X, the dimension, you know, nth dimension uh, discussions too. So that's kind of what I like about it. It's like people who've been in the, in the industry for a while, people who are just getting involved or 
in the case of, uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike, who who said hi, and he's joined the community. He says he's been in the menswear since 2008, but this is his first ever community post, which I think is fantastic. I love that. Wow. That's, yeah. that's crazy, because like, 08, I mean, people were just hanging on style for him. So he's got... If that means he was lurking on style forum, right? For or like Super Future. Oh yeah, or Sufu. Yeah, let's yeah. let's not let's not forget. Um, or that's crazy. Or Reddit, which is or, I think people still hang out at. Oh really? People, Reddit was a thing back then. I had no idea. Uh, you know what? I think I stand corrected. I'm going to say probably not. I think male fashion advice on Reddit is now a thing, mm, yeah. but it's also like what to wear for a TikTok video. You know, I, I feel I've never thought i would say this but i feel somewhat old reading some of the mfa stuff on reddit um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah totally anyway. yeah i mean in 2008 like you know style forum they weren't they weren't like open places for like people to like ask questions there was a lot of like you know you have to earn your stripes or, or something like that that's the way i remember it so i just mm. like that we're, we're kind of not that yeah yeah and Very another cool. thing we do we do is uh, we kind of validate people who are weighing big purchasing decisions. Um, so on that line, I, th- I know that you were agonizing about all these fancy soaps that <laughs> you wanted to buy, but you couldn't bring yourself to buy. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's, let's jump into this. This is actually kind of funny because I feel like the, the I'm a somewhat older adult flex is having Aesop hand soap in your bathroom, right? Like that it, it used to be you made it was like you'd have some nice jeans or you'd have some this. Now people are like, F it, I'm going to pay $44 for a hand soap <laughs> in my bathroom. And on that note, I love things that smell good. I mean, it's funny because uh, Brian Davis of Wooden Sleepers, uh, there you go. So some, you know, there's a point for him he does all these candles and you know the kind of joke about this is is he's like yeah like people are obsessed with these candles and i think it's just like something has hit over the past i don't know 10 years or so where i think people care way more about scent uh you could kind of make the argument of some form of like male cosmetics or whatever like it's just in there and so for me, if I have a bad day, look, I'm I'm very lucky that I, um, you know, haven't had any struggles with substance or anything. But the things that I go nuts for if I have a bad day is uh, I might be trying to buy some hand soap. I might be trying to go go a little ham on Aesop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you got the soap? How do you feel no, about I the didn't. soap? Well, no? well, let me. I'll backpedal. What what I put in the cart was maybe about four hundred dollars worth of stuff. And it was oh, stupid because okay. I'm like, oh, do I need the Moroccan Neroli tea tree oil thing for my head? Like, do I need this? Do I need this? And, you know, I, I ended up slowly dismantling my cart into just the soap because I also I mean, for some reason, I feel like it's easy to justify spending a lot of money on clothes that you might wear 20, 30 times and sell online. But something that's actually going to, like, make you feel good, maybe give you a nice little mental health boost or help your skin or help your scalp. You're like, ooh, over $15? I don't know. So I whittled down the cart to getting just some soap. Yeah, it's it's here. And I, I put it in a secret. I put it in my office bathroom. Uh, okay. <laughs> but how is it? Like, is you know, do you feel like 
hey, this is like opening up a new dimension in my life. Yeah, I used it earlier. I feel fantastic. I feel like I'm back in a fancy restaurant. But, you know, if if you don't have any homies over to go and use your soap, does it even matter? <laughs> does a tree, it's like a Zen riddle. Yeah. A tree falling in the woods. I think, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, especially now in the past year and a half, we spent so much more time at home. Um, you know, those little luxuries, they make a difference. They can make a difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, do do you ever go nuts on on any uh I don't even know what to call them like bath products, cosmetics? Like what what is it? Um I I mean nuts, I wouldn't call it nuts. I mean, I'm I you know, I like good products that work well. Um and I have tendency to have really dry skin, so I have to really pay attention to that. Um so it's kind of like a mix of like keels. I was sort of that was the first thing I got into um, way back when, but I still use like head and shoulders for my shampoo. So I don't know. I'm a, I'm a high, low mix in terms of <laughs> bath products. <laughs> the fact that you said high, low is kind of amazing. Totally, dude. I know it's like, you know, wearing like Ralph and Keds or something. I don't know. Yeah. So my yeah. High, low okay. cosmetics. <laughs> I love, I love that. Um, I will say okay. I did this. So this is the the one thing. Instead of going whole hog on the Aesop, I did get the and I don't know how to pronounce this. The Essenzal Emiante Laura. Um, hmm. I, I I I can put it in the show notes. But uh, Patrick uh, P Johnson and Tyler and those guys they have this scent at the Patrick Johnson boutique and it smells incredible. Um, so as an aside, I'm just going to say this, like I have a weird like condition. I have like what people call a super nose. I'm like super, super sensitive to smells. So mm. like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's stupid. No, no, me too. Oh, really? Well, there you go. We're, we're, we're sent homies, but <laughs> there's this, I think the brand, I, I'm not pronouncing it correctly. It's yeah, Essenzial, Essenzial Miante Laura. And basically, mm-hmm. she's kind of known because she makes the scent, the official scent of the uh, <laughs> of the Vatican. Uh, and oh. yeah, but anyway, you can get the stuff in Rome. They sell it online. And I ordered one of the diffusers from them. And it was funny because I was like, hell yeah. Like it was, it was like, I think it's like 50 euros, which is not cheap, but you know, it lasts a few months. And I got it. It was amazing. But I see the package like show up on my like little like Nest door cam or whatever. And the package, I was like, oh, weird. I was like, it's like a camo colored box. I was like, that's cool. And I walk out to pick it up and I realize that one of the like scent things broke because it's glass, right? Like, so the oil leaked out all over the box. So I had like the strongest smelling cardboard box in the state of Missouri. And, uh, but the other one survived and it is pretty sick and uh yeah if you if you come to my house you will smell Dude. good in in various rooms and bathrooms i'm i'm yeah no definitely i need the anyway that tour of, of the jeremy kirkland yeah. pad yeah that's that's basically that's my new way if i could flex in any ways now it's it's getting it's getting like good smelling scent stuff i don't know anyway sorry you were gonna move on to something else and i pulled this back but go ahead uh yeah, I'm super tempted to talk about uh something that, but we'll have to do it in the Slack. 
Um, yeah, I figured we'd pivot to some of the more style-focused conversations. And there's a thing that keeps coming up, uh, which is talking about sort of more traditional brands that are in transition. Um, okay. So the the Todd Snyder and L.L. Bean, like the second season of the collaboration, uh, that dropped. And there was a lookbook that went along to that. Um, Skyler kind of asked the question, is J. Crew back? And, and posted a bunch of... Um, uh, pictures. I think it was a specific link to a, a product. Um, and there's also Michael Bastian, who's done his first ready to wear at, at Brooks Brothers. Um, so it's just, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about how this, you know, an established brand can kind of really refresh their look without, I don't know, trying like they're, they're tr- like trying really hard, which is like, that's kind of the feeling I got from the Bean and Todd Snyder lookbook. I mean, I think the products are really good. Um, I bought a whole bunch of stuff last year, but you know, if I look oh. at the lookbook, yeah, it's true. Interesting. And oh. do do you still wear it? Um, so I bought a pair of boots that I uh, I kind of have the ability to put boots kind of next to all my other boots, and then just forget that they're there. So I haven't had a chance to wear the boots yet. Um, partly because there wasn't a whole lot of going outside last year. Uh, I got like a hat and let's see a fleece. So I mean, okay. not crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no, nothing too nuts. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. The the fleece I think is going to be an office fleece if if it is cold there, which I suspect it'll be. Oh, because I'm back in the office, baby. There he is, vax and relax. Let's go. Exactly. Um, okay. Let's. This is something. If I could, and I mm-hmm. I'm going to be conscious of this. I could talk about this for like five hours straight. So there's a bunch of things that are happening. One, I saw a really hilarious meme, and it was basically um, like cool young brand, and then you had like a heritage brand on the person's back, and they were like carrying a person. And I feel like that is, in a way, like every young brand now is is like collaborating with a bigger brand. And uh, these brands are brands that I feel like were kind of more or less forgotten about but still make a lot of money, right? Like, L.L. Bean does more off of all their women's stuff and home goods mm-hmm. and all those things and their boots, like, than, you know, the anorak jacket or whatever, right? Like, but the name still means something to so many people. So it's, for me, I think it's it's almost like this, like, rite of passage that, like, once you become uh, a recognized, like, cool hip brand, you have to collaborate with, a younger brand or excuse me you have to collaborate with like a heritage brand because that's where you got most of your information your inspiration from anyway right like mm-hmm. you know todd snyder has been an ll bean guy forever like so the the thing makes perfect sense the tough part is how much is too much right like the the things that people that many designers from michael bastion to todd snyder um to you know j crew and all these brands like the stuff that the cool younger designers, I'm air quoting, there's a lot of air quotes in this, um, pulled from was like very minimal things and things that you couldn't really immediately identify as the brand, right? So like L.O. Bean, red chamois shirt. So, but if you're the younger brand and you're collaborating with the heritage brand, you have to find a way to differentiate differentiate yourself. So Mm. what you see is like, L.L. Bean logos or Brooks Brothers logos and all these things slapped over everywhere. And like, I see it and I'm like, well, wait, this was cool. 
But then you covered it with logos, and I get it because you're trying to say that it's L.L. Bean and it's not Todd Snyder, or it's not. And I'm just like, I, I love the product, but like, I don't know if I want all the the flair. Mm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, totally. I mean, if you and I think actually part of my reaction to the Todd Snyder thing is just the looks that they put together. They just look so awkward. Like that's Jim know. Moore, by the way. That's Jim Moore who put together all those looks. Uh, I'm oh, like really? nine, yeah, I'm like ninety eight percent sure about that. And I, I, I think they're not. I agree with you. I think they, they, they swing a little too hard for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like. I don't know anybody who dresses like that or even aspires to dress like that. It's just, it doesn't, I mean, I, I'm confused. Maybe it's just me and my limited um, social circle, but <laughs> it just didn't feel like any real people would, would dress that way. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. And like, I want to be very, very clear. At least all these like criticisms are because I genuinely love Michael Bastion. I love Todd Snyder. I love Brendan. I love, I mean, like, in most of these cases, I know them personally. Like I, they're amazing to me, but it some of the stuff I'm like, whoa, like I don't know if I can do that, you know, um, or or like I know in some cases the the quality of them uh, can be a bit of a challenge, right? Like people loved some of the LL Bean stuff because it lasted forever, and there's no way that it, it's the same quality of the stuff that was lasting like a hundred years. I mean, I, I, it's funny as we're talking, I mean, you can't see because of the video I'm wearing an old LL Bean Shamwell right now. I, this is hmm. no, no joke. And this thing got from, got from BD is like 60 some odd years old and it's great. I mean, it's worn in some areas, but you know, the stitching and everything, it was all, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And so it's just like, how do you also, Want to hear the rest? Join us over on Patreon. You'll hear this episode in tons more exclusive pods. We got the return of Sid Mashburn. We got talks from all sorts of other folks. Michael Hill, Chris Gibbs, Ilaria Urbanati, you name it. We also get access to our private members-only Slack group, where we chat about menswear and a bit of everything. So visit patreon.com forward slash blammo, and we'll see you there.